Welcome to the Hands in Motion podcast, brought to you by the American Society of Hand Therapists. Here we will discuss all things upper extremity therapy, from assessment to treatment, the latest research, the patient experience, and other topics related to the field of upper extremity rehab. Learn more and subscribe today at ASHT.org. Welcome back to Hands in Motion. The ASHT annual meeting is right around the corner, and we are excited to be joined on this episode by Kim Kraft, the 2022 annual meeting program chair. If you've never attended the annual meeting, this is the year to come. Kim gives us the inside scoop on what to expect at this year's meeting, the pre-conference presentations, how the plenary sessions and concurrent sessions work, and even opportunities to network with other therapists. If you can't join us in Washington, D.C., the hybrid option is back again this year. You can enjoy all of the educational sessions without having to make the trip. Kim and her team have put a lot of hard work into this year's meeting, and you don't want to miss it. Welcome to Hands in Motion, Kim. So we're so excited to have Kim Kraft here this evening. She is the program chair for this year's ASHT annual meeting in Washington, D.C., And I'm going to turn the mic right over to her. So if you want to give us a little bit of just an overview about you and where you're currently working at and maybe how you got involved to be the ASHT chair this year. Sure. Hey, Steph. Hey, Kara. It's great to be here. Thank you so much for having me on to talk about my current favorite topic, which is the 2022 ASHT annual meeting. I love this job as the 2022 annual meeting chair. I get to plan just the biggest party in hand therapy. I've been looking forward to this for a long, long time. So I was appointed by the president, Diane Coker, in 2020. So I've known about this for a while and had the chance to shadow last year underneath the annual meeting chair to learn the ropes and to know what I was getting into. Since then, it has been a lot of fun. I'm working with co-chair Missy Thurlow, who's going to be planning next year's meeting, along with a really awesome group. The committee is Sean Clancy, Sarah Dorer, Stacey Height, Tambra Merrick, Rose McAndrew, Sarah Mersch, Jennifer Nicholas, Kara Smith. And we also have division directors working with us. Those are Hannah Gift, Nancy Naughton, Danielle Sparks. And we're supported by a team at AAH, which is our headquarters. And those are meeting planners. And it's Suzanne Thibodeau, Jess Hayes, and Jean Terry. It's just a really great team. I'm far from having to do this all by myself. All sorts of people bringing all of their talents to help me out to plan this meeting that we're going to have in October. So where do you begin? I mean, I know that the sites are kind of set up year by year as far as location. Once that location is established, how do you begin developing the educational component of the meeting? Oh, yikes. Okay. So for starters, (laughs) the location this year was a little bit of shifting sands because in the past, we've had it at the Wardman Park Hotel in D.C., And unfortunately, they have gone out of business and we had a contract with them and had to hurry up and get a new contract. Our new location, I've got to say, is even better than it was before. So the current location is at the Washington Hilton and it's on Upper Connecticut Avenue in a neighborhood called Colorama. And Colorama is such a cool neighborhood. There are 
lots of cute little boutiques and trendy restaurants. Very, very safe. It's where a lot of past presidents live and dignitaries live there. And it's just a great spot for nightlife and for having a lot of fun and feeling safe in D.C. I've got to say, I kind of lucked out that there was a change in venue and they were able to secure this new location. So super excited about that. So the location is secured. How do you begin to like develop what educational opportunities you're going to put together? I know the committee meets and I know you guys met last year at last year's meeting to already start preparing for this year's meeting. Yeah. And it's not that I was starting completely from scratch. I've been to more than 10 or 15 of these already in the past. And I've served as education division director. And so in that role, I was kind of familiar with how things work in some of the presenters and kind of the rhythm of ASHT education. From there, we have a timeline and our association staff make sure that we're meeting our targets and goals and helps to support us with all of that. The first thing that we do is start to organize a committee. And the call for our committee members for 2023 has just been completed right now um, in mid-July. But annually, that call goes out. So if people are interested in having to do with planning the annual meeting, that's a volunteer opportunity for people that you could look for in June again of next year for 2024. So we start there with getting our group together. And then once we have our committee, then the sitting president chooses their theme. Our theme this year is Connecting Forward, Embracing Change. And we chose that, or Diane chose that with the committee to communicate our community resilience and our growth. And hoping that this year would be the year that people could travel and we could have that big community experience of being together in D.C. So we start with that. Once we have our theme, then we need a logo. So that's a lot of fun brainstorming. You know, what does the theme mean to you? What does the location mean to you? How can we tie that together with hand therapy? So it's a lot of fun, creative juices in those first few meetings with the committee. After we choose the theme. The next step is to put out a call for session submissions. And at that point, we are opening up the annual meeting to anyone in our community who wants to potentially give a presentation at annual meeting. And after we've gathered as many presentations as we can possibly solicit, then we start looking at each one of those. We go through a blinded process where we can't see the author of the submissions and judge each one on the merits of applicability to hand therapy and what we think would make a good meeting. Yeah, so we put all of that together into a schedule at a glance. And at the same time, research division is also putting out a call for submissions for research presentations for platforms and posters. So. It's almost like a big potluck. You just have everyone sign up for what they can do and put it together with a lot of support through the AH staff. Kim, I know sometimes in the past we've had, I guess, like a therapy theme. Like last year was heavy on nerve and some years it's been tendon. Is there a therapy theme this year to go along with the connecting forward, embracing change? Or is there kind of a smattering of several things that will be in the plenary, I guess I'm speaking more to the plenary sessions, the sessions that everyone's together for. 
Yeah, I think it's pretty well balanced, actually. I wouldn't say that it's heavy on one area versus another. And I would say that maybe that's the theme is that we were looking to really do a lot of things that advanced clinicians really like, but also everyone can appreciate and really a focus on things that you can do in the clinic the next week. So we also wanted to highlight accessibility and different sorts of venues. We have some really interesting submissions on pediatrics, I would say, as a kind of an interesting group. We all see a few peds. I don't know a whole lot of people who feel extremely confident, but we want to be. So I think that's exciting. We have some interesting different venues like working in a jail. What's that like? Some accessibility issues, some diversity issues and inclusion issues that I think are pretty exciting. So we have some things that are really about coming together as a whole community and what the whole community would like, I think. But we also kind of like the potluck scenario. We have a good balance of salads, main dishes, and desserts. I like that. (laughs) Well, I want to take a step back too. So we may have some listeners who have never been to annual meeting and might be on the fence or they're like, I don't know, what is it like? Can you give our listeners an overview of how annual meeting works, how it works, when it starts, how the different sessions work, where people go, how do you choose things? Do you have to register for different, all those questions that somebody who might be so anxious about attending for the first time, maybe we could win them over and get them to register. Oh my goodness. (laughs) You know what? I think if you're a first timer, it's a great place to come and be excited about hand therapy and have all of the support of the whole community. There is a new member breakfast and it's for new members, students, and first-time attendees on Friday morning. And it's titled, Let's Be New Together. So through that, you can connect with other people who are first-timers. But the rhythm of it is starting on Thursday, and that's going to be October the 13th this year. We have pre-conferences that are optional. If you want to earn a few more CEUs or if you're compelled by one of the topics, we have four pre-conference institutes. We have two four-hour pre-cons, and then we have two two-hour pre-cons. So that starts noon on Thursday. Thursday night, we come together as a whole community at a plenary opening session, and that is going to be a live cadaver dissection with a surgeon and a therapist from Curtis National Hand Center, which is local to our site. We're super excited to have them. So we jump right into something that's clinically applicable. And also can be tailored to all different levels, beginner, intermediate, and advanced hand therapists. And then after that, we have an exhibitor welcome reception, which is our chance to say thank you to our exhibitors and sponsors and have snacks and just have a little bit of a meet and greet. So that's the first night. That's Thursday. Friday starts with a couple of breakfasts. Like I mentioned, the Let's Be New Together breakfast would be the place to go. And then that's followed by a series of two-hour instructional courses, concurrent sessions. So what that means is you're going to choose one of the four options that's of interest to you and you go and you watch that session for two hours and have a little coffee break. There are a couple of plenary sessions and the plenary session is more of a general session. It's where we're all together in the ballroom. 
The ballroom at our location at the Washington Hilton is so huge that we're setting up 10 tops, which is kind of a big table. Rather than having lines of seats like we've done in the past, we can actually sit at a big table together. So it's sort of like a wedding reception where you sit at tables, which I think will be nice for small groups to be able to converse, get to know people a little bit better, and also be able to put your stuff down, put your laptop up on the table if you want to, and feel a little bit more comfortable in the ballroom. So I guess that's what a plenary entails. We have a couple of plenaries on Friday scientific session and research programming and then a few more concurrent sessions and then we finish up the evening with a presidential address presidential invited and the AHTF the foundation fundraiser and this year it is Mark Barrett's talking for for our fundraiser which is happy hour with a scholar and that is one thing you would have to additionally register for. You don't have to sign up for the concurrent sessions. You just you show up to those, but you do have to be registered for the happy hour, correct? Yes. You know what? I'm getting a little bit lost in our schedule because there's just so <laughs> much that I just want to read it all to you because I love every single bit of it because I'm I'm right now looking at the schedule at a glance. I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to talk about this one. No, that one. No. <laughs> and then I realized this is going to be a mighty long podcast if I do that. <laughs> so there you go. So we're in sessions all day Friday, basically, with a box lunch, a couple of coffee breaks, some concurrent sessions, and then it ends with a ticketed event, the American Hand Therapy Foundation fundraiser, which is happy hour with the scholar and it's Mark Barrett's. So that's going to be a fantastic event. I don't think anybody wants to miss that. It's an additional charge, but I definitely wouldn't miss it. That's always a fantastic thing. Friday night. It's kind of a long day Friday, kind of a long day Saturday, but you really enjoy just had the variety of what's going on, having your brain full and just having the opportunity to fully geek out on hand therapy, really, truly to your heart's content. So we have the in-person opportunity, but we also have the virtual opportunity as well. And if our listeners aren't able to make it there in person, which we highly recommend because it is so much more fun going there, participating, networking, You also get a chance to look for Kara and I walking around with our microphones. (laughs) We will be there. But what would you say to those people who maybe not, they might not be able to make it in person? We still have that virtual opportunity, right? Yeah, right. We're having the virtual opportunity as a hybrid meeting again this year. And we're super excited about that. That has worked out really great for the people who can't travel, can't be in person. And also for people in a clinic for whom there is no way for more than one person from the clinic to go. Obviously, I'm going to go for my clinic, but there are going to be three more people back at the clinic who are going to attend virtually. It works out great because I come back all fired up and excited and I have people to talk to about the things that I saw and the things that I want to change about our practice. So definitely, I love that the virtual opportunity allows people to be there. It increases accessibility. And so I think that's really a great thing. If you possibly can, this is definitely the year to come in person 
because of the location being so super awesome. And also because we're doing something new after the cadaver dissection, we're going to have the cadaver available for independent review. And I think that's something really cool and special that every therapist wish they had more of a chance to really delve into anatomy with everything that you learn in the clinic. It's just nice to go back to the basic anatomy and be able to see it firsthand. That's a great opportunity. I think that's the one thing therapists always want to see is even, you know, many of us who had gross anatomy years ago, we're like, oh, we just want that one opportunity to get in there and see a dissection and great opportunity that y'all are providing this year. And so I'm not sure, correct me if I'm wrong. So if we attend in person, there are so many sessions going on at the same time. And I hate when you want to go to two things at the same time and you have to pick one. So the in-person you really can only go to one. But now because we have that hybrid, do the in-person attendees have that availability to go back later and then attend the recorded part like last year? Exactly. So then you can attend everything. Right. It's hard to make choices, isn't it? It's just stand there and say, oh gosh, am I more into the TFCC or am I more into extensor tendon deformities? I don't know. It's really hard. So if someone's interested in maybe some of the more networking aspect of the meeting or just getting to know other people in ACHT or getting involved, are there opportunities specifically for that throughout these three, four days of the annual meeting? Oh, yes. (laughs) Oh, yes. There definitely are. There will be lots of opportunities throughout. We're going to make an effort to highlight where you can volunteer at ASHT. Sometimes it seems like it's hard to know where to jump in or how to jump in or even where your skills would fit to be able to help. So yes, we plan to do some announcing at the podium, of course. Also a good place to do that is in some of the plenary sessions, especially the plenary session called the business session. And if you go to that business session, which is also called the business meeting, that's where we talk about all of the different divisions and the committees and what's happening at ASHT. I think that's one of the places where when you look at the schedule, you're like, wow, that looks a little bit dry. Maybe I'll just take a break. But if you're looking to get more involved, that's a great place to do it because everyone will be there. You'll be able to see the division directors and the leadership of ASHT and also be able to approach people during the meeting, after the meeting, and say, hey, you know, I'm kind of interested in doing this or that. What do you think? And there are also some opportunities during lunch, too. There are a couple of extra, I guess, meetups or meetings to discuss a few other offerings within ACHT or our partner organizations as well. Absolutely. So lunchtime is kind of a special time. You grab a box lunch, And then you have the opportunity to go to like HTCC preparing for the CHT exam. There might be special vendor events in the exhibit hall. Each of the divisions has a special lunch. Education, practice, and research division has a special lunch. In the past, those have been open to visitors. There's also lunch and poster sessions and committee meetings on Saturday as well. The International Committee has a lunch on Saturday. That's October the 15th. So there's definitely some unstructured time then when you can make some connections for sure. 
We also highlight mentoring and mentoring relationships, which is a special program through the education division. So if you're looking for a mentor or looking to be a mentor, it's a great place to make a connection there. Yeah, that's actually how you mentioned the division meetings being open. That's actually, I think, how I met both of you. I (laughs) was interested in getting in volunteer. Actually, it was at the DC meeting, I think. I joined that meeting just to sit in and see what the division was all about. Found myself joining the division that year. So if anybody's interested in volunteering, come sit in on one of the meetings and you might find yourself on a division. Exactly. And it is fun and exciting work. That's how I ended up here because I've been involved with ASHT now for 12 years. And it's been awesome. Look at this cool thing I get to do now. It's really great. I do pinch myself. How did I get here? Are there any social events, maybe some top secret events to be determined later or to be announced later? (laughs) Surprise. There's definitely something planned for every night. The first night, Thursday night, is the exhibitor welcome reception Friday night is the ticketed event, the foundation fundraiser, happy hour with the scholar. And then Saturday night is the ASHT night out. And we're keeping that behind the curtain for now. We're going to have a grand reveal at a later date as far as what that night out is going to entail. So stay tuned and look for that announcement soon about the night out on Saturday. I'm sure it'll be great. DC is a great city. You can see lots and do lots and If you are coming and you have extra time, most of the museums are free and you can just enjoy the city as well. And a great meeting. Exactly. Yeah. And you can walk up to the White House. You can walk up to the mall from our hotel. It's really, really close. And I can't stress enough how safe I felt. We did a site visit over St. Patrick's Day this year. And there was fun, like really great fun going on that evening. So I walked around by myself. I felt totally safe the entire time. The next day I got up and took a walk around down to all the monuments. And it was fantastic. I have to say, I really, really enjoyed it a lot. And I think everyone else would too. You know, the the recreational opportunities are really good in this location too. So not to be missed for sure. Yeah, there was definitely a plethora of things to do from the last meeting that was there. We kind of run out of time. You might want to go and stay an extra day. <laughs> Bring your family, the whole thing. <laughs> right, exactly, right. Exactly, exactly <laughs> right. I want to give a shout out to both of you guys. So you haven't mentioned this, but both of you, I want to thank you so much for stepping up to do pre-conference institutes. Do you guys <laughs> want to, each of you, Kara and Steph, do you want to talk about your pre-con a little bit? Go ahead, Kara. You're up first. <laughs> sure. Well, I know you did mention that there was some pediatric content at this year's meeting. So I'm excited. Myself and three of my pediatric therapy colleagues are going to be presenting on how to implement play into some therapy sessions and how you can utilize different interventions for a pediatric patient. I know some of us, like myself, just see pediatric patients. But I do also know that there are several therapists in just community clinics that will see an occasional pediatric patient, which could end up being, you know, five years old to 12 years old. And how do you interact with those patients? Ultimately, our 
goals are the same. We want to improve range of motion. We want to improve strength. We want to return them back to their functional status. We just use games and toys and other things to get them there. But we also utilize casting and orthotic fabrication and exercise. And so blending that together and utilizing play to return these kids to their activities, their sports, whatnot. And so we hope that therapists will come and enjoy that and learn some tips and tricks on treating those pediatric patients. And it will be hands-on and discussion and some cases. So come ready to learn. Sounds great. So my pre-con is the hands-on orthotics. And that is just the orthotics component of therapy is like one of my passions. So we are going to be fabricating. There is lecture, but we're going to be fabricating where you're going to be able to sit down at a table with two or three other fellow professionals and just learn how to fabricate orthoses. We're going to be doing a posterior long arm, a Munster, a radial nerve orthoses, a short opponents, and then a relative motion. So that's going to be pretty jam-packed for four hours. <laughs> and you get to take the time. We'll go over and demonstrate how to fabricate each orthosis. And then everybody breaks out and has the opportunity to fabricate on another attendee. So you're not making it on yourself. You're actually making it on another person. But we like to provide just tips and tricks, pearls, what's the best way to get that orthosis completed, the easiest way, and just try to share our knowledge and experience with maybe clinicians that don't have a lot of experience with fabrication. Oh, wow. Those sound great, you guys. And (laughs) Steph and Kara, thank you so much for dedicating your time and talents to ASHT. Thank you. To bring us programming like this. So those are two of the four-hour pre-cons we're super proud of. The others are two-hour pre-cons. One is it's all about that base, about core stability and how it impacts hand therapy. And the other one is how to fight burnout with Linfesta. That would be starting early on Thursday at noon, but I, I think that's definitely just not to be missed. But it starts out just a really great collection of speakers. I want to mention a couple of highlights, which are our invited speakers. So we have a a few special speakers. One is the presidential invited is Jeff Yao from Stanford, California. And he's going to talk about the state of the art with Thumb CMC. So that's going to be a really great presentation. I think everybody could afford to learn some more about Thumb CMC. Our international invited speaker is Raquel Cantero-Telez, PhD, OT, and PT. And she's going to be talking about feeling sensations and proprioception in hand therapy. She is just a superstar, an international superstar. I think we're really fortunate to have her. So don't miss that. It is on Saturday in a plenary session. So we'll all be together to see that presentation. There's another special presentation I was able to invite someone. I invited Mike Criccio, who's going to talk about the relationship between scapular instability and brachial plexus irritation. So some of the subtleties of nerve tension, I think, I'm going to have to see it to understand, but I think that's really sophisticated, kind of an advanced kind of a lecture. I'm really excited to see what he has to say about that. So we've got a lot going on, you guys. There's a lot to be excited about. I think we kind of touched on a little bit of everything this evening. Thank you so much, Kim, for joining us and trying to share. We want everybody to get excited about attending the meeting this year. A little bit more 
back in the swing of things than we were last year, definitely than the year before that. But I think if anybody has that opportunity, definitely register, come to the annual meeting. And you can register on the ASH2 website, correct? Absolutely. And we're also going to have a physical pamphlet that comes out in the second quarter ASHT times. It'll be coming out shortly. So it will come to your mailbox. So you'll have a physical schedule at a glance to review as you're planning your registration. So thank you so much for the opportunity to talk about this, you guys. It's really great. I really feel like this has been a special time in my career, being able to plan this annual meeting with a wonderful, wonderful committee with Diane Coker and with Missy Thurlow and the staff at AH. It's been really awesome. Today is exactly 12 weeks. So I'm starting my countdown to the annual meeting. It's going to get closer and closer. And I just can't wait to see you all there. Yeah, it's going to be great. We'll see you in D.C. Yeah, see you there. See you in D.C. (laughs) You got it. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Hands in Motion brought to you by the American Society of Hand Therapists. You can listen on the ASHT website and or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, including Apple, Google, Amazon Music, and Spotify. Once subscribed, please rate and review the podcast to help us reach new listeners and continue offering valuable, relevant content. You've been listening to Hands in Motion, brought to you by the American Society of Hand Therapists. To learn more about ASHT and to subscribe to the show, please visit asht.org. We'll see you next time on the Hands in Motion podcast. Podcast.